<laughs> What's up, Chocolumpia Lessons fam? It's Chocolumpia Lessons of Chocolumpia. Wait. <laughs> it's Chocolumpia of Chocolumpia Lessons. I mean, it's episode 53. You'd think that I'd fucking know what the fuck my show was called and what my name is, but, you know, apparently not. That was She Drives Me Crazy by the Fine Young Cannibals. And you guys that are way too young won't ever remember any of this because you're just you're too young but i'm going to i'm going to share the history of what the 80s and the 90s were i think that was the 80s though fine young cannibals that song was um really popular <laughs> and uh is by a british group Fine Young Cannibals. I have no idea why that was their name. They probably talked about it in interviews, but I don't remember. And I really liked that song because I have this weird thing with British accents and English people, and I think they're really cool. And um, <laughs> I, it's it's my favorite accent to copy. I love doing accents, but it's my favorite accent to copy. And I, for some reason, when someone who's British speaks to me, slowly feel myself speaking to them with an English accent. And I'm not doing it to be rude. It's just because I love the accent so much. And I just think that they sound so educated and proper. Uh, and it just makes me laugh. And my favorite is black people who are British or have a British accent. I don't know why I'm just obsessed with them. I think they're so fucking rad. Like Idris Elba, um, he <laughs> has a British accent and he's black and he's fine. And um, it's just great. And I think that I, that's real. I appreciate it, appreciate it. Uh, I was gonna say something else about that song. I don't remember. They had a couple of songs that were popular, but um, yeah, that was, I believe that was the 80s. Fine Young Cannibals. Anyways, um, speaking of English accents and what is now kind of this big cultural appropriation thing, I'm not really sure. You know, I just, here's what I think. I think that everyone is just really trigger sensitive and ready to be offended that's it i think everybody's ready to be offended i think everybody's just ready for it like everyone's so hyper aware and sensitive about the things that are going on and i get it there's a lot of shit that's going on there's a lot of things that should be triggering but i also feel like where we are now is worse than when i was a kid and when i was a kid i was worried about where we were as a world and i kept thinking as i get older it's going to get better and so i'm happy for that but i was also nervous that it was going to get worse and here we are <laughs> and i'm laughing because it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> to be honest. Now, I don't always laugh when I'm uncomfortable, but um, I have this gift, we'll call it, and my dad, my stepdad used to do this thing that I hated when I was little where he would make shit funny. Like when situations were uncomfortable or when tension was like high, he would crack a joke and I'd always be like, dude, now is not the time. This is not the appropriate time for that. 
And somehow I ended up getting that gift. And so here we are at Chocolumpia Lessons. Uh, hey guys, it's episode 53. I'm Chocolumpia of Chocolumpia Lessons. Let's get it right because it's only been 53 fucking times that I've said it. And for some reason tonight, it just didn't work. But that's okay because it's been a long day. I've actually been working since... 9.30 this morning, and it's 9.30 tonight, so hey, I'm not a nurse or a doctor, but, you know, um, I'm glad that I'm working. Let's, you know, what are you gonna do? Like, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta find the positive in things, right? We're so quick to, like, want to complain. I get it. We want to bitch about something. Sometimes it feels good to just bitch about something, but also, we also have to be thankful and like think of the things that are going well. Like you woke up this morning, that's great. My neighbor, I'm gonna whisper because she's home and I don't know how much she can hear. My neighbor, as I was leaving where we live and she was coming in because she works weird hours like I do. I think she's a nurse. I have a lot of nurses where I work, or where I live. <laughs> a lot of nurses where I work. I have a lot of nurses where I live. Um, and that's a bomb-ass schedule. And my mom really wanted me to be a nurse, but because she's Filipino, and I was like, no, I'm not going to be a nurse. Okay? I'm not going to do it. My mom was a C... Uh, is it an, an RN? I was going to say CRN, but I don't think that's the thing. She was an RN. And she wanted me to be one. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. But I ended up having hours like a nurse anyway, but it's fine. So she was coming home as I was leaving to go to work, and she said, have a blessed day. And I went, oh, my God. Oh, I didn't say that part. In my head, I thought, oh, my God. But then I thought, thanks, you too. And it was like a nice, genuine exchange, and I was really happy. And this isn't – I'm not talking about the one – who has a stick up her ass and who like asked me what I do for a living and who always like gives me side eye and dirty looks when I come home. Not that one. This is my newest one, the new one that lives right next to me. So that's why I'm whispering. Okay. So that was really sweet. And I thought, wow, that's really nice. So, you know, you got to find the positive in things, right? Positive in like whatever you're doing and then the positive in people I guess because not everybody's a shit bag even though sometimes it seems like it but yeah so that's the motivational message there um <laughs> but going back to cultural appropriation because I can't remember how I got sidetracked now but everyone's really easily triggered right and here's here's how I feel about cultural appropriation I feel, and this is because, and this is coming from someone who is biracial. Sometimes people will tell me that I don't look like what I am, which, hey, you know what? Maybe I don't. But also, not everyone who is biracial looks exactly the same as another person who is biracial with the exact same mixture because we're all different and everybody who's half and half supposedly one thing might even be mixed with something else you know what I mean so it's like it's just a weird thing to comment on (laughs) but people do because people want to comment on anything because that's just how society is right people you've seen it on your Facebook feed people talk about things that they don't know about and that's 
just how it works and that's most of the time how weird debates happen and whatever so people will tell me all the time oh well I didn't know you were half black half Filipino or oh I didn't know that you were this or that or you don't look like you're this or you look more like this or what like whatever what it doesn't matter because what I am is half black and half Filipina that's what the mixture is hence the name Chocolumpia which people still don't get which drives me nuts and also confuses me because I'm like how do you not understand that but another addition to that note and people may not realize that this is offensive but when they say next following that statement oh that's why you're pretty that is the weirdest shit to me like what the fuck do you mean by that like if I was full black I couldn't be pretty what do you mean what do you mean by that I'm pretty because I'm half I'm pretty because I'm mixed with Filipina like what what does that mean um because I've seen women who look like me who are 100% or mixed with something else right so it's like it's it's I don't know And maybe that's me being easily triggered by something because that's what I've grown up having to deal with. But also, I just, I feel like people say weird shit. So in case you're one of those people, here's me just educating you on what it sounds like when you say shit like that. I feel like I've never said that to someone. Like if someone told me they were half Japanese and half Italian, I wouldn't be like, oh, whoa, I wouldn't have thought Italian. You look like blah, blah, blah. Like, who cares what you think I look like? The truth of the matter is this and that, right? I remember, this is a super random memory, going to a rave. (laughs) I went to a rave with my best friend at the time. Okay, have I told you guys that my my raver name used to be Diva Blueberry? And... (laughs) Um, when I started going to raves, I was, I think, 18 or 19 because, because it doesn't matter why, because if you're my friend, we can talk about why, because, but I'm not going to share why, because on, on this podcast. Anyway, my friend and I were like, we should come up with just like stage names or like character names, right? Cause we would go in full fucking costume, like makeup. We would make our costumes. We were what's referred to as candy kids and we would dress up in full attire and just be raved out my stepdad was like you should be something that is like a simple name but also like a cool name and so I came up with ideas so this is my parent this is like what it was for me growing up like I would bounce ideas of my raver name off to my parents and then they would like (laughs) They would share input on what they thought was, like, good or not. Uh, So my parents were very aware that I was going to raves. This is when they were, like, really underground. Like, you would have to get, you would get a flyer, and you wouldn't get the address until you were driving to the location. You would call this pager number, this pager, right, for those of you who don't know what pagers are, before you had, like, a cell phone where you would get text messages and shit. Um, you would have a pager that would give either information if you could read 
the text that way or you would have to call a certain number and then get information so we would call a number and then we would get the address to get to the location and then you would drive to the location and you would basically drive wherever to go to the rave and um <laughs> i mean dude so many adventures but so i ended up creating the name diva blueberry and it was this whole thing like my theme was blue i always wore a blue wig um there was this cool moment where i i ran into this this kid that was at one and he like gave me this um sailor moon necklace but it was blue and white and it had the blue girl i don't remember her name but it had the blue girl as like the main pendant thing and I just remember, like, we didn't exchange information or anything. We were just like, oh, my God, thank you. And he was the cutest. He was, like, half half Japanese, half white, right? Now, I'm a mixed kid, so I'm really good at being able to tell who's mixed with what and how. Um, and not in a way of, like, just because I'm, I'm experienced in it, okay? So just trust. So... Many parties later, I end up running into the same kid and I'm like, oh my God, are you the guy that gave me this necklace? And he was like, yeah, that's me. And so it was, it was just like, rave culture is really cool. If you've never been to a rave, you should go to one. You don't have to be a crazy crackhead to go. You can go and enjoy music. You can go and enjoy dancing. You can go and just enjoy socializing with people because usually people who go there are really nice. No one's really a dick unless they're like, tripping balls on some stupid drug but everyone's really just like open to being it's like a Woodstock of now right except I never went to Woodstock and I really wanted to go to Woodstock as a kid that was like my obsession and my parents were like no you don't want to you don't want to have experienced Woodstock because I don't like mud <laughs> or porta potties but there weren't porta potties back then because I think that was the 60s but I just loved the whole like music and festival and like people and all of that right okay so anyways long rabbit hole we were at this one particular rave and we spent a majority of the time just like talking to each other in the bathroom (laughs) whatever but my it became my thing that night to be able to identify who was mixed and with what. And so people would walk by and I'd go, hey, are you blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, oh my God, I am. How did you know that? And I'd be like, dude, I got you. I just, I can, I know, you know? And uh, so I feel like an expert in the whole mixed race thing. And for, there's a lot of people out there who don't really get what it's like to be mixed race. Nowadays, thank God, there's more of us, right? And there's shows like um, Halfish, which I haven't watched yet, but I need to because I feel like I need to share with the world so that people understand what it's like to be mixed race. Because, excuse me, by the time I'm dead and more people are mixed, like majority of people are going to be mixed. Sorry. And if I could, if I wanted to have kids, I would have a million mixed babies just to share mixed babies with the world but I'm not having babies so someone else has to do it but that's what I would do okay so um oh man cultural appropriation it's like 
for me, because I'm mixed race, I feel like if someone wants to embrace a culture, great. I would rather people embrace a culture than want to negate a, cul- a culture, right? A culser. Ew. It's like an ulcer and culture. <laughs> Ew. Um, but people are so quick to be like, oh my God, you're wearing a blah, blah, blah outfit. And I'm offended by that. But it's usually not the people of that particular culture who are offended. You know? So, um, but like, look, it's a fine line. I think here's, 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 here's what it is. I think if I can put this into words correctly, if someone wants to wear cornrows who is not black, great, but understand the history behind it. You know what I mean? And also don't say things like, I did my hair so I could look ghetto because that's offensive. (laughs) I'll hear people all the time say things like, oh my God, my hair is so nappy (laughs) and their hair is like straight and there's no way that their hair could be nappy in quotes, right? I'll also hear people say, say things like, oh my God, that's so ghetto and they've never been to a ghetto. They don't know what the fuck it's like at a ghetto. If you've never been to a ghetto, I don't think you can say that's ghetto. I've been to a ghetto. (laughs) I visit the ghetto regularly, so I know what that's like. And for someone who's never been to the ghetto to say something is ghetto that's not ghetto is offensive. So there's a fine line. Like, if you're willing to go to the ghetto and experience the ghetto and then be like, okay, I actually know what the ghetto is compared to what's not the ghetto. I think it's just, it's education overall, right? Like educate yourself before you culturally appropriate. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, so that, and then, you know, that leads us back to the whole accent thing. Like, I love doing accents, but if I do an accent now, am I, am I offending someone? Because I'm really not doing it to be offensive, right? Like on Snapchat, I used to do different characters and the different characters would have accents because they're different characters, but I'm not doing them to make fun of someone, right? And also I've done my research on those cultures. I've either been there or I've like, have close friends and family who are from there. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, I just, this world right now that we're living in this time right now is extremely defensive and hypersensitive. And I feel like I have to just not say anything to get through the day, which sucks because I'm already, and this is probably not going to make any sense to anyone listening because because of how this podcast is and how I am on this podcast and how I am on my social media and if you're a close friend of mine you know how I am in person but I am quiet I'm a shy person and I don't share my thoughts a lot of times because because I don't want to waste my breath 
basically. I don't want to share my thoughts and views with people who are not listening to them. I don't want to share my thoughts and views with people who um, won't understand or won't hear where I'm coming from. I just, I'm not, I would rather just not. But I'll share my breath and my words and my thoughts with people who I think are listening or who feel like they are learning something from that or can connect or appreciate what I'm saying, right? So, um, but just with everything going on now, I feel like I have to be extra careful, which is so uncomfortable because it's either more words or no words at all. Like it's more words to apologize for what you're saying, to make sure that no one feels like they're being singled out or offended and then otherwise I just do the opposite and just don't talk because it's like I don't want to offend anybody. But anyone listening to this podcast, please know that when I do accents, I'm not doing it to offend anyone. I'm not doing it to make fun of someone. I'm not doing it to single someone out. I genuinely appreciate all cultures. Appreciate. And um, it's because I'm I'm biracial and uh, like growing up, I just wished for a fucking minute that someone would get me and both of my cultures and then just accept that. That was how I grew up. I was like, why, why is it so weird? Why is my hair so weird? Why do people always make this big deal about it? Why do people always talk about how, like the food that I bring for lunch? Like why? And it, it just never made any sense to me as a kid. And now as an adult, I see these kids who are a lot of mixed kids and they're growing up in this time where it's more accepted to be mixed, right? So that's great. I'm happy. I'm glad that we're at least getting there. But then now we're like going backwards in this cultural thing where it's just like so sensitive and I hope that it gets better. I really, you know, you guys, I called it when the elections were going on. I didn't talk about it so much in the podcast um, I did on Snapchat because my Snapchat group is a little bit more intimate. I don't do it as much on my Instagram because I have a lot of followers now and I don't know a lot of those people personally. So my Snapchat is very intimate. Um, P.S. If you send me an invite on Snapchat, and I don't know you, I'm probably not going to add you. If you send me a message or give me a heads up of who you are and how I know you, then I might accept the message. But if not, um, I just, that's, that's like my, that's like my closer people on Snapchat. So, um, if you want to be added, like give me a heads up somewhere. If maybe we're not friends on Snapchat, send me a message on Instagram and I'll add you if you're cool. But if not, then nah, we're not gonna, it's not gonna happen, bro. It's not gonna happen, bro. It's not gonna happen for you, bro. Um, so just a heads up, someone sent me a request the other day and I didn't know who it was. And so I had to say sorry. No, thank you. No, thanks. Uh, yeah, so that's my views on English accents and cultural appropriation. Um, I was, (laughs) I was thinking about the vampire in the last episode and it was making me fucking laugh. And, um, when I did that whole accent, (laughs) 
it just like sometimes because I do accents a lot sometimes my voice will just change into an accent and so that southern draw kind of came out like I don't really like the way a southern draw sounds but I'm really good at it I don't know why and so when I did that vampire draw and I listened back to make sure that the podcast episode came out and then it sounded fine I was like thinking about true blood true blood true bloods true blood because true true bloods would be a totally different show <laughs> true blood the were they all southern I didn't watch the show here's I didn't watch it because I don't think that a southern accent on a vampire is acceptable I just don't I don't accept it so I didn't watch that show and people raved about it, but I, I couldn't get into it. I can't get into a vampire, a vampire that's talking to me in, an, in a southern accent. I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's correct. I think that, that vampires, vampires, vampires have a different accent. Maybe they're French or maybe they're English, um, but I don't think that they're southern. Sorry. If you loved that show, great. I just, I couldn't. And the whole clicking of the teeth to pop out, that's weird, man. No, I can't do it. So I'm glad that show's over. <laughs> Fuck that show. <laughs> um. <coughs> oh my God. Wow. Woo. Okay. I, um, how do I say this nicely? Trigger warning. <laughs> Trigger warning to my 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 listeners who have small children. Um now when I say small children I mean like babies, like baby babies, right? Today I had a beautiful lunch. I went out and it was in between a busy day, right? So I I went out. Oh, that's a boring story. <laughs> And I went to the sushi spot and it was quiet and at first I was the only person in the restaurant because it was like a weird time of the day. It wasn't lunch and it wasn't dinner. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to order my favorite things and I'm just going to chill out until I have to go back to work. And it was a busy day. Excuse me. Good God. And I had like an hour and a half to kill. So I'm chilling. I'm just kind of like taking notes for what I wanted to do for the podcast episode tonight. And um, this couple comes in and they have a small baby. And already I'm like, where are my earbuds? Here's the thing, you guys. Babies are cute. They're cute as fuck. Do I want one? No. Um... Would I have rather it be a puppy? Of course. That's just me. But here's the thing. And I don't really get why people don't understand that when you bring a crying baby into a public area, it ear rapes everyone there. The people who have to be there because they work there. And the people who want to enjoy their dinner, lunch, or breakfast, whatever the fuck time it is. Right? And I get it your parents, maybe your newly parents, maybe you don't get much time to be with each other out in public. But here's the thing. 
I feel that you decided to have kids. So the sacrifice there is that you don't go out as much because you have this precious bundle that you should keep at home with you while it cries and shits on itself until it's able to pee and poop in a toilet and say words at a non-screaming volume. And that might be until they're 13. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) It went from a quiet, relaxing lunch to a loud, screaming... mm, I don't know how old a baby is when they're in one of those booster seats. That age. So they're still, like, just making sounds, you know? Which is great. Hey, I'm all about the developing ages, but not in public. And I get it. The argument will be, I'm paying for dinner too. Yeah, but I'm not screaming at the top of my lungs while you sit there and enjoy your dinner. I'm actually being quiet because I know how social cues work, right? Oh, pause. Let's go back to last weekend when I was at a show. While it's an outside show and people think that once things are outside that no holds barred, right? Which, not the case. This lady was watching the show with her small child. This one was a little bit bigger, probably like one or two. It was able to stand up on its own, so that's like older, right? But she, and people will laugh because I'm saying it, but I don't, you know, it's a baby. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. And nowadays, if you fucking guess, it's offensive. So I'm not, I'm just going to say it. And if that offends you, then fucking, I don't know what to tell you, you know? So this kid had this little like racer car and he was putting it on the chair, but then it has wheels. So it would just roll off of the chair and hit the ground. And this is during like one of the actual pieces that I really wanted to see. It's the last one. I really wanted to see it because I knew people in it and I wanted my, you know, I wanted to focus on the dance and it's a quiet dance in pieces, but it's also outside, but it's a performance still like people paid not cheap money to see the show. Okay. So I feel, and especially because I'm in the arts and because I'm a teacher of the arts and because I'm I I go to the arts. I'm like a stickler for performance etiquette and theater etiquette. Even if we're not technically in a theater, it's just like a big deal to me. Uh, And so this kid kept putting the car on the chair and the chair would roll off and it would hit the concrete and it was this loud sound and it would keep happening. And the mom is standing right there, standing right next to me. And I would look, I would look at I would look at the toy and then I would look at the mom and she's not even, she's not even phased. She's just like happy to be out of the fucking house, you know, and I get it. I mean, I've never had a kid, but I get that she probably just feels happy to be out of the house, not hearing the kids screaming off of the four walls of the place that they live in, you know? However... No one else really signed up for that. Like, that's your bag, and you signed up for that, and that's, you know, like. So the toy is falling, and she's not saying anything. And really, all you have to do as a parent, and maybe this is just me as a teacher because I've been teaching for a hundred years, so discipline is, like, my thing because that's how I have to run a fucking class, right? I've taught classes from... Four to 70, 
right? So I know how to run an organized classroom with management. Some parents don't necessarily know how to do that or know how to discipline or just even give their kids structure. Now, I'm the thing that will come up is, well, you're not a mom, so you can <laughs> right? I get it. But I do know how you can diffuse a situation, especially if it's making people like irritated because they're trying to watch a show that they paid fucking 40 bucks for, right? So um, this lady that's sitting in front of me, she's like an older lady, she's probably in her 60s, keeps turning around to like see why the mom hasn't said anything yet. Really, all the mom has to do is pick up the toy and go, stop. And then not give the toy back until after the show is over because we were literally five minutes away from the show ending. But she proceeded to let it happen. Then when she finally felt some of the eyeballs on her, she looked at her kid and she said, stop it. However, didn't take the toy away. The toy is still there. Hey, he's one. He doesn't know what the fuck stop it means. Okay? It's like the other day I heard this lady yelling at her kid and she was like, she was like yelling curse words at this three-year-old. She's like, come on, we need to fucking go. We don't have time for this shit. I need to hurry up. And I'm like, you know what? Your three-year-old kid doesn't understand what those words mean. He doesn't know what, what fucking hurry up means. Like, he just hears the frustration in your voice and the anxiety that you're giving him. And you're giving me anxiety because you're like yelling at him, grabbing him by the wrist. And I think it was just like a frustrated young mom. But I mean, I don't know. I, I could talk about parenting and kids all day long and people will get irritated because I'm not a parent and I don't have kids. But I'm in the discipline game, man. I've been disciplining for years. My fucking pets were the best the best acting pets ever. My dog I had for 14 years, she was trained off leash, never barked at stupid shit sounds or people never bit anyone except for the one gardener who fucking climbed into my backyard and he should have gotten bitten. That's what the fuck he deserves. But <laughs> take a class, read a book if you're not sure. Like for sure if you're not sure, like don't just have a bunch of kids and then be like, "Well, I'll figure it out." No. No, you won't figure. Like I there's many reasons why I don't want to have children. But a lot of the reasons are because I don't have the time and I don't want to, I don't want to have a child and not be able to give it my full attention and love and care and nurturing that is necessary, which is a lot for creating a human being and then being there for them. That's a lot. And a lot of people really don't have the capability, the emotional capability, the mental capability, the financial capability to to really do that. But no one wants to dig deep and honestly check in with that and be like, oh, fuck, yeah, I don't know if I could be a good parent. They're just like, oh, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Which kudos to those people who really work at it. But there's a lot of motherfuckers who don't. And... um I'll just say, you know, I don't appreciate 
having been in relationships with those people who have had to deal with that because that makes it really hard on on your end, you know, when you're having to deal with someone who's never had that nurturing or that emotional support or even the fucking love um, or hugs from their family, from their parents. Uh, And then if they don't want to go into therapy and they don't want to talk about it, it's like, fuck, I don't know how to help you. And I can't like, I'm not a therapist. I'm also not your mom or your dad. So I can't figure that out for you. Like you, that's something that you have to figure out for yourself. But what ends up happening is people go, oh, well, I'll just have kids and then I'll just fix it. (laughs) But with what? Like, how did you fix it? What work did you do to fix it? You can't just like have a kid and be like, I'm going to reset it. It's going to be totally different. There's lots of work that has to go into it. It might be self-reflection, which can be really difficult and painful and hard. Journaling, going to therapy, talking to the people who hurt you, like figuring it out in a group setting. If you need to go to group counseling or fucking, uh, I don't know, dude, but you can't, it's not just like, let me procreate and then like fix it. It's usually not how it works, you know? So um, that's a long fucking tangent. But okay, so here's the funny part though. This kid, because I was all like, ugh, with my headphones on, and even though it was loud, I still could hear this kid just like screaming at the top of my lungs. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't hate children. People automatically think that because I don't wanna have kids and because I, I think that parents need to figure out how to fucking discipline their children. And when I say discipline, I don't mean beating your child. I don't mean yelling at them with curse words because that's not teaching them anything. I mean learning how to appropriately discipline someone, which takes time and practice and maybe going to a class and reading a book or fucking observing people who know how to do it well. But um, I like kids. Kids are cool. Kid, you know what? I actually like kids better than I like adults because kids will keep it fucking real as fuck and they'll tell you to your face what the fuck they think. They also live in this really fucking weird world where shit's still like interesting. Like their brain hasn't fully developed yet. So they're still kind of like ravers. <laughs> they're still just kind of like, whoa, and then unicorns, man. And like, you know, so they're way more fun than adult humans are. Um, but this kid was like, he was making this sound with his mouth and he was like, (laughs) 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 and I was peeing because it was actually really good. Like he sounded like a Rast, he sounded like a reggae Rastafari baby. He was a Rastafari baby and he He could have been the hype man for any Rastafari or reggae artist, and it was rad. And I just kept laughing because this kid was not, he was, he looked like he was, if I had to guess, his dad looked Mexican and his mom looked Filipina. And so I was, it just made me laugh because he had this Rastafari sound. And every time he would do it, I would crack up. And it made me less upset that he was loud <laughs> because <laughs> because he sounded like a rasta he sounded like a reggae baby reggae baby um i feel like i've talked about the guy that i used to live next to <laughs> we shared a wall this was in my parents referenced this as the scary place where i lived 
I think you have to live in a scary place by yourself at least once in your adult life because then you really appreciate the other places where you live. But, um, man, yeah, this place was, it was a rough spot, but I had my dog. And so I was never scared. I was never scared when I had my pup. She was like, she was tough and she just, she was just kind of like the bouncer, you know, to let people know, like, don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with my mom. Like she's, you know, I'm a, I, I, I will rip your face off, but I'm not going to because she taught me how not to. And I'm just going to make you look or make you think that I'm, that I'm scary because she was like, you wouldn't have wanted to get a bite from her, but, um, she was the smartest and the sweetest dog. Anyway, RIP. Love you. Anyway, miss you so much every day. Um, so yeah, the, the, the wall that we shared in our bathroom was like paper thin and I could hear him every morning singing Rasta. <laughs> But he sounded really good, and he was this Mexican kid who had dreadlocks, and I would like I always wanted to be like, oh, he's cool. I want to like talk to him or be his friend. But he just was so shy. Whenever he would see me, he would just like put his head down. He'd be like, hi. I would say hi, and he'd be like, hi, and he would just walk away. But I'd be like, bro, I feel like we're connected because I hear you every morning singing Rasta. Like, that's dope. So this baby could have been his his hype man, his like opening act or something. But yeah, so reggae baby made me laugh. Um <laughs> Speaking of babies, um let's see, how do I how do I say this without I try to be very strategic and careful in the way that I describe things on my podcast because not everybody that I associate with necessarily wants to be on my podcast podcast or discussed on my podcast right and I get that um most of the time when I share stories with you guys it's like vague people or you know you don't necessarily know them um and I don't ever really say names unless it's like someone I'm giving props to but there's someone in my family (laughs) those of you who know me probably know who I'm talking about Actually, if you follow me on social media, you probably know what I'm talking about. But I never say her name or like, I just, you know, whatever. But um, there's someone in my family who likes to do group text. Now, I'm I'm in like one group text and I love them. Um, it's a group of girls and my friends who I, it's like the funniest fucking group chat you've ever been in. And it's really the only group chat that I've wanted to stay in. Because usually if I'm in a group chat, I'm like, hey, how do I get out of this? Get me out of this. And then the fucking kicker is that if if it's a group chat with Android and iPhone, you can't get out of the group chat. There's no way to get out, which is like text rape. And I don't say that lightly. I'm not making fun of rape. I don't, you know, I'm not that. I'm just saying, if you're forcing me to read your fucking text messages, that's text rape, bro. And I'm not okay with that shit. On an iPhone, I can leave a group chat. If you're Android, I don't know what the fuck you motherfuckers do with your weird green text. You guys can figure that the fuck out. But once you start to combine shit and it's... (laughs) iPhone and Android together in a group chat, you can't get out. You're like 
forced into it. That's what I mean by text rape. It's not cool, dude. So stop fucking doing that shit. The group chat that I'm in is all and or is all um fuck Android. <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm not Android, so you know. But if you're an Android listener, thank you for listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the the one group chat that I'm in is all iPhone, so it's cool. Everybody's blue. Everyone can see your fucking videos. Everyone can see the gifs that you send. Gif, gif. I don't know who the fuck. Whoever made up that word can go wor- world. Oh my god. Whoever made up that word can go suck a dick because um, it's a dumb word. I think it's gif, or maybe it's gif. I think it's gif. I know I've talked about this before and I can't remember. Someone tell me. Um, but so someone in my family created this group chat with 17 people and i think it doesn't even matter i don't know how many people are android or how many people are iphone but it's mixed because i can't leave it i can't leave the group chat of 17 people five of whom's phone numbers i know right Five of whom's phone numbers are my close family. The rest, I don't know them. They're all area codes that I'm not familiar with or that I know, but I don't, I don't have that area code. And then, because uh, it's a shit area code. And numbers that I don't have in my phone. Meaning, I don't know you. Meaning, there's no reason for us to be texting each other. Meaning, I don't need to be in a group chat with you. Meaning, especially a fucking Android and iPhone group chat where I can't leave. So I wanted so badly to um, respond with something. (laughs) However, it's family, right? So, and this particular person already doesn't like me because of my lifestyle. (laughs) Like she thinks that because I don't have kids that I'm a heathen. That because I like to just be able to do my work that I love and do what I want, that I'm a heathen and that I don't have a focus or like a life path, right? There's a lot of people in society that are like that. They won't admit it, but they they judge and it's really annoying. And I just, for for anyone who's listening who is similar to me, because I know there's not a lot of us, but if you don't plan on having kids and you you don't feel like that's like something that pulls at your heartstrings it's that's fine that's okay like i even to this day and i'm fucking 500 years old i had to find people that i felt were um kind of like inspiration because they also are okay with the fact that they don't want to have kids and that they love their careers and they're working and focusing on that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that if you're a female, but a lot of people do think that it's weird. And um, I just, I hope that that changes in the future because I, I, the thing that's worse to me is when someone feels pressure to have to have children because society says that they are supposed to in air quotes and they don't feel connected to being a mother or raising a child and then they do a shit job and then that kid grows up feeling like they didn't have support or love or nurturing or whatever the fuck and then they just end up being 
you know, this struggling human. And I don't think that that's cool. I don't think that that's okay. I think that if you are one of those people, and it can be men too, it's more acceptable for some reason for men because I don't know why so it's more acceptable for men to do a lot of things that women are frowned upon for doing. So that's just the shitty society that we live in still. I don't know if that will ever really fully change. Hopefully it does. Um, I don't think it'll change while I'm alive, but my hope is that it does. But um, I think it's okay to be like, you know what? That's not really my thing. I'm not really wanting to do that. It's like, you know, I, f- I feel like you should pay attention to the things that you want to do and the things that you don't want to do and not be forced to do the things that you don't want to do because then you become bitter and resentful. And that's, that sucks. <laughs> it sucks to be around. It sucks to feel like that. It sucks to feel like you aren't living the life that you wanted to because society or your mom or your whoever said that you needed to. I, I, I never like hearing when a couple is like, when the woman is like, oh, well, you know, we're he's not ready for kids yet, and I'm thinking about my eggs, and, you know, blah, 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 and I get it, there's like a time-sensitive thing with females. It, it's different in that sense for females than it is for men. So I get that. There's this weird rush, which is like one of the weirdest biological things when you think about creation and biology so you know whatever your views on that are but um when a when a couple is like yeah well he didn't really want to have kids but I I really wanted to so I kind of forced him and then I'm like oh I don't know if that I don't know if that ever really works out well for the kid you know for him for you I don't know that's like a lot of pressure I wish people took it seriously I I wish people took it more serious like having a child is a very serious thing. It's like when someone buys someone a puppy like as a gift and is like, "Here you go. Here's a puppy and you're going to have to deal with it for a long time." That's never a good gift idea unless everybody's on board, right? I'm glad I'm glad that I was able to make the decision for myself of when I wanted my puppy. Um, some people buy puppies for other people as presents and that's, that's so weird to me because now that changes everything, dude. People think that puppies aren't like kids. Of course, you know, at a certain point your kid's going to grow up and be an adult and then go to school and then leave. Puppies not, not, not like that. They're not going to go to school and all that, right? So it is different, but puppies and kids are like, that's like family and you have to take care of them and you have to nurture them and you feed them and you teach them. It's That's very much the same. So if you want to argue with me on that, fight me. I don't give a fuck. But kids and puppies, it's the same, the same start, right? We got to love and nurture and take care of and discipline and educate and all of that shit um, because they're living beings. But... I don't think that you or anyone needs to feel weird about not having that maternal or paternal in instinct. If you, if you don't have it, it might come eventually or it might not. I never really had one. Like growing up, I didn't ever picture 
it was never like, oh, I can't wait to be a mom. That was never something that I thought. And that's just me. That's not a lot of people. Um, but so I'm just, I'm, I guess I wanted to share with people who maybe are listening to this who feel similar. Maybe you feel similar now. Who knows? In five, ten years, you might feel differently. I haven't. And that's okay. They're all okay. All of them are okay. My biggest beef is if you're going to have a, a child to really think about if you have the time, if you can nurture, if you can be selfless, right? And give all of your time to creating a human being who feels loved and supported and nurtured. It's a lot of work, dude. I feel like a lot of people just kind of go, oh, well, hey, I can do it. If so-and-so can do it, I can do it. No, bro, that's not how it works. Not the case. Not the case. Um, so, yeah. This, this podcast episode wasn't going to be about babies, but I guess it's about babies. But so what ended up happening in the group, te- in the group text was I ended up blocking everybody in the group text. So there, that's the only way to get around text rape with an Android and an iPhone group chat. You're welcome. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk, you guys. I hope you have a great weekend. Have a great rest of the week. I will talk to you guys soon. And yeah, keep listening. Keep sharing. We want to get this listenership up. I want more numbers, man. I want more people to be listening to these episodes. Share them with people that you think won't be offended by the shit that I talk about. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Thank you, guys. I love you. Bye.